It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. My guest today is Rick Thompson. He is the Executive Director of Normal of Michigan. Rick, thanks for being on The Talking Hedge. <laughs> thanks for inviting me, Josh. Appreciate it. We're going to take a look at today at 15 different markets uh, that headset covers, uh, looking at everything from total sales, year-over-year sales growth, average basket, uh, the number of products being sold, and uh, same-store sales. Um, so with that, let's dive into it. Michigan is just a fantastic market, and I know it's rather unique in the, in the Midwest and almost in the United States, but I'm excited to talk about what makes us special today. Yeah, and I'm glad um, I'm glad you made some time for me as well because you know California gets a lot of um, a lot of the news and and, and so I se I separated these graphs from headset month over month to look at existing uh, markets versus um, new and emerging markets. So California gets all the news, four hundred twenty million dollars in sales. That sounds great, uh, but you know what, what's happening outside of that? Because I think there's a lot to be said about Saskatchewan in Canada that gets fourteen million. It's an everyday, average rural town, uh, and it speaks volume. Uh, to look at other outliers like Michigan, why are they uh, increasing? Um, well, I guess not increasing. They went from 213 million in January down to 196 and back up to 202. But they are doing really, really well, um, along with Florida, who who did the same thing, kind of came back down and bounced back up. So what's going on in Michigan? Well, in January is a traditionally uh, uh, lesser month as far as sales go. December, of course, uh, a big sales boom for the, the holiday season. So we traditionally do expect uh, January to dip a little bit, but this January in 2023 was less of a dip than we had seen in previous years. And year over year sales for January were much more robust than they had been even for December's year over year sales as well. So we're seeing right now a, a period of, of uh, uh, approaching the plateau. You understand what I'm saying? We have, we have an acceleration graph that takes us on an upward slope until you reach a certain saturation point when you plateau out. And then eventually the result of a plateau is a decline. We're just in the point where we're approaching the plateau. And I believe in Michigan, we had a longer acceleration graph uh, than other states would have because we already had a pre-existing infrastructure prior to the 2016 uh, Medical Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act and prior to the 2018 uh, Medi uh, Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act for the Adult Use Program. So people in Michigan were much more used to utilizing the regulated marketplace, even when we were, were running it as an unregulated marketplace. Yeah, and it's still strong. It's it, We'll get to that too with um, some other stats here, but um, rounding this this uh, this graph here, um, basically, look again, California, the highest sales, both in that January, February, March, um, Decreasing sales pretty much uh, from everyone else. Uh, sales in Illinois, Massachusetts, uh, consistently up there. Um, but, you know, West Coast. Um, and British Columbia is interesting. We'll get into that, too. Uh, we'll see a lot of sales increasing year over year in British Columbia, but that's because of new stores. And so we'll get into that. Arizona maybe had the highest sales uh, in February and then dropped a little bit. Um, and so with that, let's kind of take a look at uh, year over year sales growth. Uh, kind of what that might look like. Um, again, Canada kind of getting some some uh, increase 
And it's one of the only positives, BC at positive 23, Alberta positive 12, uh, Illinois in the US, Massachusetts, um, you know, at 4% and Ontario 4%, but Michigan, 31%. What's up, Rick? Well, again, it's still uh, still that acceleration curve that I talked about. We started adult use sales in 2019. So that was December of 2019. So let's realistically look at 2020, 2021, and 2022 as three solid years of sales, plus a month at the front and plus two months at the back end. That's less mature than some of the other markets, certainly less mature than the Colorado market, than the, the uh, California market. So I believe we are really just 12 to 24 months behind everybody else on the West Coast in some of those mature markets where they've seen their plateau already. And they're starting that post-plateau decline that we just talked about, too. I believe we are just a few, uh, a few months behind them. And then we'll see the similar type of declines, too. Is anybody paying attention to what's happening? Because I would agree with that. I think a lot of what's happening on the West Coast is going to hit East Coast. They just haven't seen it yet. Um, do you think that other people know that in Michigan? Are you oh, hearing yeah. that? In fact, we see a lot of uh, projections now. I'm sorry, Josh, my phone went off. Uh, we see a lot of projections now that include um, a decline in in uh, um, in pricing. We talked about per, per unit basket sales. Uh, we've been very consistent with our basket size here in Michigan, but that may not always be the case. And if you look at uh, consistent basket size as measured by dollars versus an increasing volume of output, you're seeing that people are getting more cannabis for the same amount of money. Now, that's because our, our customer base is essentially budgeted in their cannabis purchases. So they know exactly what they're going to spend, even if they're uh, uh, going to get more for it than they normally would. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we get to that average basket size, um, one last take on on these graphs here. Um, sales growth negative for most of the states, uh, indicating that sales have decreased uh, compared to, um, you know, I don't know, nowhere, but maybe just people are spending less because of inflation. But obviously, prices are coming down. We'll see that in the average basket and uh, some other data here. Michigan, obviously increasing uh, their sales growth was the outlier. California, Colorado had the lowest year-over-year -year sales growth. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's West Coast. So that's kind of the difference here between uh, emerging markets and, and some of the um, legacy markets here. So to the average basket that you were mentioning, that's uh, defined as the um, the average size or in the sales dollar amounts for retail when people go in and they spend how much on average were they buying. California, you can see dipped under $60. It was 65 minimum for delivery. So as I've been saying, uh, people are going to the store because they want to spend less. They don't want to spend 65 and have that delivery minimum. Uh, so a lot of people are going in there, bringing that average delivery price way down to $52 in California. Michigan, however, is still at 60. Um, you know, again, one of those outliers, uh, not as high as Florida, though. It's almost $80 in Florida, but Michigan uh, holding strong uh, at 60 bucks. I think Florida's economy as a whole is probably more robust than Michigan's. Uh, Michigan, of course, has experienced a couple of downturns. We've lost a lot in the pharmaceutical industry and in the automotive industry as well. So I think uh, Florida being a more affluent state is probably what's being reflected there too. I also think that the distribution of, of adult use retail stores in Florida is probably more intelligently done than it is here in Michigan. Although Michigan's an unlimited licensed state, 
it's a very limited license state because individual communities have to agree to allow cannabis businesses within them, which means there are clusters of businesses, which sometimes means oversaturation of a retail market and an uneven distribution pattern amongst Michigan residents. So that may improve as we go forward, but I believe Florida's got some inherent properties that make it a more strong market. Florida and Michigan were the only places that had uh, an increase, whereas everybody else decreased in their average basket. So again, I think that's the inflation hitting them. A lot of layoffs have been announced uh, and people maybe just spending less overall. So, um, you know, year over year, definitely seeing that decrease in terms of um, what people are spending, even with the price compression that we're seeing in the industry, it's not reflecting in people spending more at all. Uh, and so I don't think that's going to um, be a very good indicator for for long-term sales in the next three, four years, I think is going to be a tough market for a lot of these producers, unfortunately, um, if they're not vertically integrated. If they are, maybe they can um, have a little bit more leeway in terms of, of the effects that the inflation and um, and pricing pressure is going to put on their, their bottom line. It's very true. Uh, number of SKUs, I think, is interesting because Illinois and Washington have a ton. They've got a ton of products, but it's a completely different environment. I'm kind of uh, annoyed by in Washington how old we are, 10 years old, and we still have to shop by uh, price and THC. Literally online, that's how you filter it. In Illinois, it's weird because you walk in and, and there's uh, the perception is like there's 10 products. And, and they're in these cases. And you're looking at these things. And the reality is it looks like there's... Um, 1,070 SKUs. So how are you going to like flip through the tab? I'm guessing 900 of those aren't viewed at all. Those products, like no one's going to flip through those and see it. Whereas when you walk into Washington, boom, it's in your face. And it's really, um, you know, people walk in and they're like, oh my God, this is intimidating. So there's plus and minuses to both of those, but it's a lot harder to miss some of those products when they're right in your face and there's a display cabinet right there. So two different things, two different things happening with uh, products. Um, the average uh, is, is around 600. So markets that might reflect, you know, an average market might be like Maryland or Nevada. Um, California being 780 is, is pretty close to that, but there's a lot of products out there. And I think um, the majority of them, around 95% of them are trash, in my opinion, that probably shouldn't be out there, um, especially after judging 155 brands and realizing only three of them were worth uh, smoking. That's a 97.5% failure rate, in my opinion. So a lot of these SKUs just shouldn't even be there. They they pushed out a lot of these home growers, legacy farmers that know what they're doing, that have that aroma and funk. and and. Uh, a lot of these guys are probably just carpetbaggers and get highs who shouldn't have been in the industry and they pushed everybody out. Now it's a race to the bottom and, and everyone's worried about MSOs and outsiders coming in and tearing the industry apart, but it's happening from the inside. They're destroying the industry from the inside. And I don't think Washington is exclusive. I think it's probably happening everywhere. Well, I would agree with you. You know, and I, this was the uh, most confusing of all the headset data that we've seen, because I can tell you from my personal experience, we have about 500 SKUs just in gummies here in Michigan by itself. There are so many companies and with each individual flavor requiring a different SKU. Mm -hmm. So I'm uncertain about the origin of this particular mm -hmm. statistic, but I would suspect that when you see this type of dramatic change, look at Washington's spike in SKUs, Illinois spike in SKUs. I imagine that that's more about 
the uh, state individual requirements for having individual SKUs than it is actually a reflection of the number of products available. Here in Michigan, we've been we've been adding products all the time, and especially the beverage industry is is kind of exploded here in Michigan. Although the sales numbers don't reflect that, the number of products available in the last six months has really just just boomed, and I, I wouldn't see that in any of this information here too. So this was the most confusing of all the headset data to me. The way I look at it is kind of like a Fitbit. It might not be accurate on your steps, but it's consistently inaccurate. <laughs> so as long as it's consistent, it, it'll give us a lot of good data day over day, month over month, year over year. As far as as far as increased numbers, exactly correct. Yes, I think that's very valid. Very valid. Uh, looking at same store sales, this is interesting because we, as I mentioned earlier with um, Canada, they had a, a huge ramp up. They were like the only region in North America with an increase um, in terms of year over year sales. Uh, their growth, but that's because they increase the number of stores. So Canada had this 1.0 and 2.0 rollout where they had certain number of products coming in one year and then the next year everyone else could come and BC was really uh, holding back on on the number of stores that they could open. I'm curious if that has anything to do with Hell's Angels and and their grap, grasp on, on the legacy market. Um, a lot of those like the Bulldog Cafe and a, and a lot of those places up there ran by Hell's Angels. So I'm curious if uh, some of that has something to do with it. But now those stores are finally opening up and we see this um, number of, of same store sales declining, probably as a result of people going to closer, better stores, is my guess. Yeah, I would think that's true, too. I would, uh, I'm always curious, Josh, about the support that the Canadian companies receive from the federal government, whether or not that has any kind of an effect on these total overall statistics, recognizing that they don't have the tax disincentive that the American companies do. But again, when you're talking about statistics that are consistently applied, the numbers from month to month shouldn't really reflect that. But overall, I, I'm always curious to see the Canadian experience versus the American experience to sort of predict what effect uh, federal legalization might actually have as a positive on the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Some interesting stuff happening up in Canada. Um, a lot of people kind of going back to the legacy market. There's, there's better product. I, myself in Washington, definitely going back to the legacy market. Um, you could put that in air quotes of MMJ or whatever you want to call it. I'm like direct stores. I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with the everything until they can come out with something that's, that's worth my money. Um, but yeah, in Canada, they have, um, uh, what legal legalized cocaine so that, that'll be a subject for for another podcast but uh some crazy stuff going up there in canada um rick where can they find you at uh you can always find me at forumrick at gmail.com i'm on instagram tcc rick on on uh, linkedin uh, rick thompson is my name and of course facebook you can find me there uh rick thompson or as normal of michigan on our page yeah again rick thompson he's the executive director of normal of michigan Rick, thanks again for being with us on The Talking Hedge. That was great, Josh. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna 
Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.